0: Since Richard Page last joined us on Inside MusicCast, he has discovered a newfound inspiration to record a new album, Peculiar Life. It's his latest release since his 1996 album, Shelter Me, and last year's Christmas single, I Always Cry at Christmas. As you might expect, Richard hasn't lost his touch. This long-awaited body of work delivers on all levels, and is pure Richard Page.
1: Everything changes, but I keep staying the same. Everything changes I keep staying the same I've got too much invested In this peculiar life It's funny just how long I can keep up the fight But no one's laughing No And I keep staying the same A river rush by me, feels like I'm drowning here. A river rush by me, feels like I'm drowning here. I've been treading this water for so long, I don't know, and I'm so tired of struggling. Yeah, I might have to let go Never rush by me feel like I'm drowning here yeah. Everything changes Everything changes Something I'm not tired of pretending. There's something I've got. Well, I spent all my money, wasted all my time running around in circles. Things changing. I the same. Yeah. Cure life.
0: Inside Music Cast is proud to welcome, once again, Richard
2: Page. Hey, Richard, thanks for joining us again.
3: Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Good yeah. to be back.
2: Welcome. Welcome. Richard, we uh, last spoke with you, like uh, Rick said, um, a couple Christmases ago, and that was just after your release of uh, your single, uh, I Always Cry at Christmas, which is still, by the way, it's just the most beautiful track that we've ever heard in a long time, but uh, it's good to catch up with you now, now that we're talking about your your, your brand new album. So, um, you know, at that time, when we spoke last, we also talked a lot about a few things. We mentioned uh, that your audience was still intact, and they were hungry for your work, and uh, my question is this. What was your spark to get you back into the to the studio and well, uh, start with your job? Well, first of admin?
3: all, let me say I was good to my word. I said I was going to come up with something. I didn't know when or where <laughs> or how. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> you did say that. But, you know, people have been been uh, after me for a long time to follow up, shelter me, and, mm-hmm. you know, stay in the game. And, right. you know, as most people know, I make a living as a songwriter behind the scenes. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's done really well for me. So mm-hmm. can't complain about that. But... I got a call from Ringo Starr's people last summer, mm-hmm. and I was recommended by Richard Marks, who had done the All Star Band a couple of years back. Right, they were, right. They were looking for a bass player that could sing and had a couple of hits. So I think they had a short list, and I was at the top of it. And I got the call, and I thought, you know what? I cannot pass this up. Mm-hmm. There's no way, um, you know, my my favorite band, a member of my favorite band, calling me play with him. (laughs) So that started putting all these things into gear and I thought well you know I'm doing this, I I should probably do an album that I've been thinking about doing uh, you know to coincide with the tour and just get a little synchronicity going and try to put it all together Mm -hmm. and so that came together Uh, you know I talked to my buddy Richard Gibbs who lives right across the canyon from me Mm-hmm. We've known each other for years. He was a keyboard player in Oingo Boingo. Uh-huh. And we, we know each other from, more from surfing than we do from the music business, <laughs> even though we <laughs> used to pass each other in the studios as he was leaving a, a tracking date and I was coming to do background vocals. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we, we got together and hired Vinnie and James Hara, and Kevin McCormick, Luis Conte, and a bunch of other great guys. and Literally did 12 songs... Basic tracks for twelve songs in in, th- in three days, mm-hmm. and uh, just started putting that together, and um, and here it is this, this peculiar life thing that sort of took on a, a peculiar life of its own. Mm-hmm.
2: You mentioned that um, you know you have twelve tracks and they're they're great. Were they all fresh compositions, or did you get some? Uh, did you dig? These in are the-
3: songs that I've sort of been stashing aside over the years that I thought, well, you know. Some people, maybe other artists, could do some of these, but they're they're awfully personal and probably wouldn't. So, you know, I just thought, well, I really like this song. I'm just going to save it for me for someday. Yeah. So someday finally came, and uh, you know, luckily I had a bunch of songs that I really loved. Yeah, and uh, and that's how it. It, it came about. Well, mm-hmm.
0: we, we don't want to be cliche. You just mentioned uh, that these songs are personal, but it, it, you know, it really seems to be a, a pretty honest and, and transparent collection of songs. You know, you you sing about the daily struggles of life. You know, striving and falling short, unrealized dreams, and and love, but but still finding a way to move towards strength. Uh, and are you alluding to? Uh, I mean, just in a nutshell, are you're kind of in some ways alluding to a divine intervention.
3: Um, if that's how you interpret it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really not for me to say. You yeah. know what I mean have my own take on things, and yeah. uh, that's, that's not important to get into that, but um, I try to at least paint the complete picture, mm-hmm. try to use a lot of contrast, you know, because everything isn't just one way. Right, and yeah. So, you know, what I've learned is to try to write about the struggle and the redemption mm-hmm. and not leave one out or concentrate too much on, on the other.
0: One of the things I remember during our last conversation, and is it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a moment ago, with um, you know talking about uh, just the distribution and, and putting together an entire album. You know, you had mentioned that you really liked the idea of digital music distribution. You know, with sites such as an iTunes, for example. And you mentioned that it kind of gave you the freedom to release a tune or whenever you had something together. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. was one tune or maybe a short EP. Um, you know, and you could just release it whenever you wanted to for the you know the true fans of yours, and they would have immediate access to it. So <laughs> we were you know we were pleasantly surprised that you know you decided to go ahead and put together an entire album. Yeah,
3: it is a very cool new way of doing things. You know, at first I, I think a lot of people were concerned and still are that there's really no record business per se. That mm-hmm. um, you know, digital. As a matter of fact, I have a friend who who claims that a certain well known Computer company has destroyed the music business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's a little radical, but yeah. you know, and the digital phenomena really did sort of, sort of equal or sort of level the playing field. Uh, whereas you know, a lot of artists and record companies were making billions of dollars off their albums. Now, right. that's not necessarily true. I think yeah. a lot of people use their music to sort of. Uh, as a calling card to get people to come and see them live. I mean, that's sort of what it's come down to. I mean, the publishing side of it is still pretty pretty vital, but right. mm-hmm. uh, the record business really is, is gone as we know it.
4: Right, definitely.
3: Or is, it's almost gone. I'm sure there'll be one monolithic record <laughs> company still standing in another year or two.
0: Well, I don't know if you know Who were...
3: knows if it's gonna, which one it's going to be? But, <laughs> there's only two left, really.
0: Right. I don't know if you heard last week the what Prince had mentioned. Did you Did you hear the noise that Prince made last <laughs> no. week? He he proclaimed. He came out and proclaimed the internet is dead. Right. That <laughs> uh, that you know he's he's basically you know he was so for internet and music distribution over the internet because he was trying to get away from his record company so badly, and now he's releasing his album in London uh, in newspapers. He's he's like, they're packing the, the album in newspapers yeah. that are going to be, and he's putting it out there for free, basically. Yeah. So, and I'm not under, sure, I'm not really understanding that tactic, but, uh, and he's also thinking about going back to Warner Brothers for one of his upcoming albums, which,
2: really? so he's done a full circle, and I'm not sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, it just shows that a lot of people are trying to figure this thing out, you know?
3: Well, yeah, we all are, right. and, and uh, everybody's trying to figure out how to get the most bang for their buck, but, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I I like the autonomy of just sort of living in my own little world, not having the pressure of a a record company. Or, you know, I mean, honestly, the ineptness of a a record company, because they're big, sort of uncalibrated machines that just sort of run their own thing. and, And in spite of some artist's success, it's amazing that it ever gets done i mean not I'm not disparaging everyone that's ever been in a record company i 'm just saying corporate America is like that you know yeah. there, there, it's just ripe for for mistakes so I like be able to make my own mistakes <laughs> and and have myself to blame for it. My brother, Rob, who's really really on top of the whole yeah internet sure. new thing, is sort of you know handling this for me sure I got my old. George Giz, who managed Mr. Mr and my career for years, is, is involved as well. So you know it's a, it is a, it's a whole new world out there, and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. We're just going to see what we can do and how far and wide our fan base is, and see if we can find them, sure. and make them happy, because I get a lot of emails and I get a lot of requests for you know when are you going to do a record? When are you going to release "Pull?" which is the Unreleased Mr. Album," which, by the way, is coming out on Sony Legacy. Uh, end of August. Great. Yeah, the wow. one that, that we never released. That was a,
0: that was a question we had for you later, but you've already <laughs> got it for us. So.
3: Yeah. So they, I just had a meeting with them when I was in New York, and they're they're back on the on
2: the. Uh, wow, that's cool. That's
3: and good. the two of the three pages albums are being reissued as well.
2: Good, <laughs> good.
3: The first two on Sony, so they're they're doing a whole package for us, which is kind of fun, you know, kind of great that. Fans can get the real version of Pull. Right. There's internet bootleg copies out mm-hmm. there that sound horrible.
0: Right? Yeah.
3: People have made up their own titles for them. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. Like, but but I understand why. You know, yeah. fans are fans. They they right. they they honor the music and they 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 really love it and they want to they want to spread it out and give it to other people. And that that's cool. I get that. But uh, we really want them to have the copy that we wanted them
0: right. to have right.
3: in, the, in the beginning. So that's coming.
0: When that comes out, uh, how will people be? Will that be? Uh, uh, It'll be on
3: iTunes. Okay. And we're going to make up some CDs. It'll be limited, but okay. you, know, you can order them. Be able to order them at um, at my label or my website, Richard Page Music.
2: Will yeah, be I sure know. to save. Be sure to save one for us. Okay. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so uh,
3: the other guys are are we're all sort of huddling and getting back our. Uh, looking in our archives for photos and, you know, trying to get the package together for <laughs> wow. it. So it's kind That's of fun. Great. You know, we're all chatting about it and reminiscing, so it'll, it'll be a good thing yeah. for us as well.
2: Cool. Well, the name of the album is uh, called "Peculiar Life," the, the new, your new project, and and let's let's jump in with, and talk about the tracks a little bit because it's a neat collection of work. And uh, on one track, um, it's called "Worldly Things." You uh, let, let's talk about this this track a little bit. You, you clearly are are writing uh, um, some neat stuff here, even musically. The reggae-ish type of B three arrangement uh, uh, with Tom Peterson uh, in the horn section and George Shelby they do really nice on, the, on this tune. Uh, um, who, who actually uh, arranged um, the, the horn section in the piece?
3: Uh, Richard Richard Gibb mm-hmm. did that. Um, he pretty much put that together. I mean, we, we sort of collaborated on it, but um, horns are not you know, something I normally use, and, right, and yeah. Richard uh, honestly talked me into it. We had him on another song that I, I just didn't like at all, but they, they did make the cut on worldly things. So. Yeah, I like the way that came out. That, yeah. that song I wrote with Steve George right, a while right. back. And uh, Kind of a quirky song musically Mm
0: -hmm.
3: But one of my favorites
0: You know, we're really interested in spending some time uh, During this interview today to play Several tracks from Richard's new album, Peculiar Life So let's uh, dive right in and take a listen To the track we're chatting about here This is the song, Worldly Things
1: Sometimes Days go by, I barely have. Hang-
0: And that was the track, Worldly Things, by today's guest, Richard Page.
2: Is there a uh, a, a selected single that you're going to be focusing on, Richard, on, the, on this project? or are they, How are you looking at the distribution of these tunes?
3: Yeah, we're not really concentrating on a single. Yeah, okay. That's not important um, right now. You know, we're just uh, trying to, like I said, trying to find our, our fans. Uh-huh. And uh, working it that way. Uh, if a single emerges and somebody jumps on it and it starts happening, then, you know, that's that's great, too. But that's not really the focus right
0: now. Right, right, right. You collaborate with some old friends uh, on this project. And let's start off with uh, somebody you mentioned a moment ago, Richard Marks. And he, he's an old friend. And how long have you been collaborating with him over the years?
3: Well, not a lot. You know, Richard kind of, uh, when he came out to L.A. from Chicago, he, uh, he and I met because I was doing more background dates than I could handle. And I actually... Um, gave him some of my work way back when,
4: uh-huh.
3: and we met that way. Um, but we, yeah, we've been friends for years, and mm-hmm. uh, we wrote that tune a couple of years ago uh, in Chicago at his place there in his studio, and it just sort of sat there, and it was, the version of that song was more like a sort of a country pop version, which was okay. I always liked the song. I didn't love the demo and the, uh-huh. the arrangement and everything. Right. And uh, I, I just thought, well, I'm just going to rework this song. So I tried a couple of different ways and kind of came up with that halftime, slow, you yeah. yeah. quasi-reggae uh, kind of thing. Yeah. And that seemed to work and seemed to fit the lyric mm-hmm. even better than the original version did. So it just took on a life of its own. And we had a lot of fun playing that one. It was one of those ones that you know, every time we put it up, in the studio, it just sounded great. Yeah, right. You didn't have to mess with it, and didn't, didn't have to, you know, work the EQ and pan and everything. You just put it up, and it's it's like done. You know, so we just yeah. finished that up pretty quick, and real happy with the way that came out.
0: One of the other tracks that we wanted to talk about was "Shadow on My Life." It's kind of a slower groove track, and and uh, I think that was uh, you wrote the co-wrote that with uh, your cousin John Lang, is that right? Yep. And, yeah. and of course, he worked with you on a lot of Mr. Mister Mister. Uh, oh yeah, he was. Working.
3: You know responsible for many of the lyrics on the Mr. Mr. and Page stuff but um yeah that's a a song from a from a few years ago too that mm-hmm. we wrote um, that I really I always loved that song I did a demo of it myself and I played all the instruments on it and I kind of got attached to the guitar part that I played because I I did a whole bunch of Lead guitar on it, which is, isn't really my thing. But okay. I, I spent hours and hours crafting this, this this lead thing on it, and then realized that the sounds that I were using were sort of antiquated. So when it came time to recording it, um, I realized we had to start over. <laughs> yeah, so I had James Harrow play all that stuff, which he plays way better than me. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's amazing. That was that was good. I mean, but it was a little hard to you know to say goodbye to my. My, my playing on it but that's just kind of ridiculous Yeah, being precious about something I don't need to be precious
0: <laughs> yeah. hey guys if you don't mind uh, let's take a quick break and hear a sample of Shadow on My Life this is from Richard Page's new album Peculiar Life
1: there's a shadow And it hides my heart from me Since you went away Since you went away Then yeah. mm-hmm. there's laughter on the wind It's not laughter sad.
3: song turned out really good. I'm not mm-hmm. happy with that. And it, It's a lot darker than the, than the demo version that I did, okay. which I think suits the lyric a lot better. Mm-hmm. Starts so That's Richard Gibbs' idea to kind of start out with that real sort of haunting mm-hmm. uh, pad sound, you know, with the organ and stuff. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm jumping a little bit. I want to get back to some other tracks on the album, but you just mentioned that you wrote that song a few years ago, and I wanted to ask if you could give us an idea of how long this project basically took To evolve and produce. I mean, have you been working on these songs for several years or did this all happen over a short period of time?
3: No, it's been, you know, some of them, most of them are are just in the last few years. Mm -hmm. But some of them go back, you know, as far as, what, I don't know, eight years or so? Yeah. Just songs
0: that I put away. Okay. All right. That's what I was most curious about, yeah. Mm hmm.
2: I've tried to find some information, Richard, on uh, on two writers that are credited along with you on the song uh, on your track "Peace of Mind," and that would be Lee and Ty Miracle. Yeah, and yeah, I couldn't find anything. I... Ty
3: Miracle is my stepson.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Tell us a little bit about that. That's I couldn't find well, anything.
3: and and Lee Miracle is his dad. Mm-hmm.
2: Who okay. Is
3: one of my dear friends, and uh, yeah, I you know Ty's my my son from uh, my wife's first marriage. Okay. He's, uh, I, you know, he was seven years old when we got together, and so I, you know, I've been his stepdad for years and years. Sure. He's always loved writing music and always loved playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I did some stuff with my daughter Asia. Right. And uh, we made we cut a few songs, and and that was one of them that I really liked. But I, we didn't we didn't we cut it, but we never put it out there. I always loved that song, and when it came time to do this, I thought, well, that's perfect. Let's get, you know, let's get some of the family involved. And uh, so I, I, I took that song and sort of put my own spin on it and put Asia's voice on it as yeah. a duet. And that's just nice you know, for me to include some of my family members on it.
0: Definitely, yeah. definitely. Hey, guys, let's pause for a second, and uh, I'd like to take a listen to this track with Richard in Asia. This is the track, Peace of Mind.
1: I just want to be the one you understand doing whatever in your world I can fame's not what I'm after it's love and laughter that show me who I really am thinking about a starry night so calm and clear every Floating in the atmosphere these, these days it seems it's easy so easy to just walk blind I forget, forget what, what it means, means to have any true peace of, of mind I just want a little peace. I'm never gonna go nowhere Though I can't promise The sky won't fall on us This moment's all we really share Cause these days it seems It's so easy to just walk blind And forget what it means To have this True peace of mind. I just want a little peace of mine.
0: And that was Richard Page along with his daughter Asia and the track Peace of Mind, and that's from Richard Page's latest release,
2: Peculiar Life. It's a very nice tune.
3: Yeah, I love that song too
2: it's uh in fact uh Asia currently I think she has her own album of of four songs that you've uh, helped her with, isn't that correct?
3: yeah, it's not quite an album, okay but um you know Asia's the kind of person has just a natural gift, but her her sort of real love lies with with children. she's a preschool teacher, okay and she really doesn't you know she's not enamored of of the business the way I was. <laughs> Yeah, she, I kind of like that about her. She, does, she can take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I, she's a real, she's a true artist. She you know she doesn't really need it, but uh, you never know. One of these days she may she may get back to it. So I'm I'm just taking a cue from her.
2: Yeah. So how does she feel about the track? We're working with that, yeah, and loves it. Does yeah. she like it? Oh of course. Yeah. It's nice.
3: Yeah, she's happy it's on
2: there. She better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, one of our, we've got a, a five correspondents that help us with Inside Music Cast, and one of them is in Germany. His name is Uwe Reith, and he wanted to know a uh, question about Asia, if she will ever release a, a full-length CD any time in the future.
3: Well, like I said, it's its up in the air. Yeah. I, I'll just have to take my, my cue from her and see if she wants to do it whenever she wants. I'm ready. So,
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Leave it at that. All right, yeah. great. One of the most inspirational tracks. I mean, that's it. Just gets you going, and I think you probably agree with with what I'm saying. And probably anybody who's heard the track. But the track, "Brand New Day," that's uh, that's a wonderful track. It 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 uh, it reminds you of, of of a lot of different emotions and that type of thing. But talk to us a little bit, bit about that vibe on "Brand New Day." Great tune.
3: You know, strangely, I, that that was a song I wrote a few years ago, just mm-hmm. sort of like burst into my head, and I ran to the studio and put that down. It was just one of those, you know, quick thought kind of songs. And I actually thought, wow, this could be like a hit for somebody. I, I, it's, a, <laughs> it's a bizarre thought to have, because every time I've ever thought that, it usually backfires whenever <laughs> I try to write something yeah. as, as a hit song, you know, as a single... It never works out. It always backfires. So,
2: you, you know, it's funny that you're saying that, Richard. About when you just mentioned that, uh, wow, that I may have written a song for somebody else. Um, being that you you are a writer and you write for somebody else, um, you, you know who <laughs> you're going to sort of laugh at this, but you know who actually um, came to mind when I when I first heard "Brand New Day," um, and this is probably going to throw you off off balance a little bit. But I I thought of Keith Urban. Be, uh-huh. Because the fact that, in fact, me and me and uh, Rick were talking about this just yesterday, that the new country, the new pop country, it isn't. It's it's not even country anymore or whatever. And and this had so feel that you can actually turn this into anything. And that's just the first thing that popped into my mind. Boy, this sounds yeah, like a
3: Keith. That's a good suggestion. Let's pitch it to him. You know, yeah,
2: this is a Keith, <laughs> a Keith Urban tune. I mean, I, I, you know, you got the same type of uh, pitch in your voices, and it just seems the type of thing that he would do. Uh-huh. Um, Tonight. Anyway, food for thought. That's I, That just crossed my mind uh, just today, you know? Yeah, no,
1: that's
3: good. Yeah. You should be an A&R guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a brand new day, and I want you to know that I'm feeling fine. and still love you so. It's a brand new day, and the sun is out. All the tears are gone, and there ain't no doubt. brand new day and the voices are gone how they messed me up kept me down so long it's a brand new you know that I'm feeling fine. I still love you so. It's a brand new day and the sun is out. All the tears are gone and it leaves no doubt. Oh, everything's gonna
0: was the track Brand New Day from Richard Page's new album, Peculiar Life. There's a couple of songs that I, other songs I wanted to talk briefly about, and these two happen to be the ones that really grabbed me on your album. The first is uh, When You Come Around, and on this song you brought in uh, Shankar to cover the double fiddle, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, but is it Satnam Rangotra? Right. Yeah. On Tabla. Yeah, and uh, this song, you know, obviously has sort of a—I'm guessing like a Middle Eastern or perhaps an East Indian feel to it, mm-hmm. and it really stands out compared to the other songs in the album. And it's—it's it's a you know—it's a really re- a refreshing approach. And what led you to take this particular song in this musical style and direction?
3: Well, thanks. I'm glad you like it. I um, have to go all the way back to Sgt. Pepper's, okay, and remember, within you, without you, Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, George Harrison. exactly—the uh, first time many of us were introduced to. Eastern music sitar uh-huh. and, and tabla And that kind of thing and Tambora I was always Taken by that song uh, I was probably The only guy I knew Of my friends Who liked that song You know <laughs> Many guys just sort of Skipped over that But
0: um, Oh I love that, that was tune the, yeah. the
3: first Sort of uh, Introduction to that For me um, But you know The song is Is uh, It just sort of Took on a life Of its own And It's you know without getting too deep into it, it's uh, it's just something different and something that that moved me. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know I love the way it came out. And then uh, Richard suggested having Shankar come yeah over because they're Mm friends. And uh, he just was fantastic. I mean the guy's a virtuoso. Yeah, yeah. And I mean he he probably played it down about six times, and each time it was beautiful and different and wonderful and Full of life and you know he's just one of those guys that just bleeds music so uh, it was a pleasure to work with him and sadnam and yeah. to put that together
1: From the moment That I saw you You were so familiar like it was yesterday from the moment that I saw you, nothing could stop me, no one could stand in the way. Short sun melting the clouds in my sky.
0: was the track when you come around by today's guest richard page i wanted to talk also about the lyrics on that song and and, you know for as beautiful and mysterious as the music is the lyrics complement it so well and and when i first heard the song you know it was it was the music that really caught my attention right away but but when i really paid attention to the lyrics i realized that this is this is really one of the most powerful and beautiful love songs i've heard in a long time thank you yeah
3: yeah, I appreciate that. I I'm, I'm real happy with the way it came out. Yeah.
0: One of the one of the passages that I, and the song that I found kind of gripping was, uh, and I'm going to read it here. I'm I'm not going to sing it because I wouldn't do it justice. <laughs> hey, thank you. But, <laughs> when you're gone, I am weary. I dream about you in the lonely hours of the night. When you're gone, I long to see you, but no one can own you. I only share your light. And I, I think we've all been there before. So in love. From what I get from it, you know, you're so in love with someone, and 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 that somehow you feel connected to them even in the loneliest times.
3: Yeah exactly. That's, that's that unconditional sort of transcendent yeah. love that, uh, that I'm alluding to there.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then the second song that I was referring to that, that I really enjoyed was, uh, was a song called Waiting. And this is a short song. It's only about two and a half minutes or so. And the song ends with you know, a really beautiful vocal harmony. And, and before you know it, the song is over and uh, you know it's very short very sweet it, it kind of leaves you wanting more and it reminded me I was talking to Eddie Toto had a song like that on their last album called Simple Life mm-hmm. oh and, did they yeah it was called Simple Life and, and it was called uh, it, it, like yours it was a short song it was maybe less than two and a half minutes and it Correct. starts off slow has a huge powerful build and right when you're expecting more boom you know it's over uh-huh. and uh, you know what was your intent in keeping this piece short and sweet I mean I'm curious to know if there's an, even an extended version that might have <laughs> just gotten shortened or something
3: no a line, do you remember the movie Amadeus?
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: There was a line in there when, I can't remember who said it, but, you know, I, I guess it was Amadeus who said, you know, someone was questioning the piece that he'd written. He said, it's no it's no longer or shorter than it needs to be. It's okay. Sort of, that's what it yeah. turned out to be. I yeah. couldn't, you know, like, just, well, do I need to make it longer? For, uh, why?
0: Right, yeah, exactly. You
3: know, or do you need to edit it? Why? You know, it's just it is what it is and it works just like that.
0: Yeah.
2: I, th- so, I think I think too mean,
3: the short answer is it just is exactly what it was supposed to be.
1: Waiting for what may ever come into.
2: question here. You've, you've you put uh, together a, a pretty amazing group of musicians for the record. But we noticed that in the final mix you fell into the hands of um, the one and only Elliot Shiner, yeah. who is one of the best out there. Tell us of uh, the connection and bringing him into this project.
3: Elliot is an old friend mm-hmm. and uh, he mixed my last album, Shelter Me. Right. Uh-huh. And um, he was the only guy I thought of for, for this one. And, uh, you know, when I called him up I told him, I don't have a label. You know, it's not going to be like a big payday. And, you know, you're the first guy I I thought of. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know you probably won't want to do it. And he said, I'm in. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. So Elliot, you know, he's great. And he's been actually, he works, he designs 5.1 systems for accurate
0: cars. Okay, right, right.
3: And he's been using ShelterMe to tune cars for the last, However long he's been doing that gig, has he really? Yeah.
0: Was Shelter Me uh, was that mixed in five point one?
3: No. Okay. No, he never did it in five.
0: I was wondering about that, <clears throat> but
3: I think he just you know he he trusts that album to get the the EQ right or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't understand all that, but he's <laughs> he told me that's what he, he he definitely uses that album.
2: It's interesting. You mentioned the, the him working for Acura. I have an Acura MDX, and it has one of these systems in it. And it's it's amazing. I mean, you, you you all you have to do is put everything to the you know to the normal level. Don't reset anything, and put a 5.1 uh, tune in there. In fact, I think he inc- even included a sample CD that only comes with the Acuras. And uh, I actually, oh, yeah. it's never yeah, left my. Yeah, they're
3: talking about including this this album um, as a promotion or something. Oh, that's cool. I think they're working on it.
0: Well, that was another question. Uh, Speaking of 5.1 and Elliot, you know, he's very well known for his 5.1 surround mixes, and Kim Riley, who's another one of our Inside Music Cast correspondents, wanted to know if, uh, are there any plans for this particular album being released in 5.1, or mixed in 5.1?
3: There aren't any plans right now, Uh but that's definitely an option. Mm -hmm. That that could be something that we work on. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, right now, we're just trying to to get the initial promotion going, Mm -hmm. find our fans, and and you know, do what we got to do just to mm-hmm. kind of get it out there, get the word out. So, sure, yeah, sure. that's something that could come up
2: later. You know, I think there's a lot of relevance in that just because of the fact that your audience, you know, the guys that dig your music, a lot of these, uh, in in fact, a lot of our listeners on Inside MusicCast, they're audiophiles, so they're still buying uh, remastered LPs that are you know uh, the of, of the highest quality and the the high def sound, five point one and uh, ELS sound I mean they this this could be very interesting at least to consider for because uh, you might get some guys that really depend on uh, and really desire that kind of sound you know
3: oh that's cool I, I'm real happy with the way this one came out sonically
2: oh yeah yeah. Oh, I, you know? I I thought it was great
3: and there isn't a lot of I mean it's, it's all you know live musicians there's there's nothing sequenced on there at all I don't think I shouldn't say that I have to go down the list but <laughs> you know it's pretty much organic Mm-hmm. Playing and uh, like I even you know I've I think I said in a in an article somewhere that I, I've sort of been lulled into this this uh, sequencing thing that songwriters do. There's so many tools at your fingertips these days Make right. things sound great and you know to inspire you to write. You kind of forget about the nuance of yeah. of playing, and uh, so I was reminded big time about how important that is. You know, getting these guys together. Yeah. All guys who are uh, fans and sure. not fans of theirs, you know, especially Vinnie and James and, and mm-hmm. the core group. So, um, yeah, I just think it sounds really good, and Elliot just did an incredible job. Yeah, he, he wasn't even—we weren't with him. I, I had to like—he was sending me stuff back and forth. He's, <laughs> he lives in Connecticut. And, mm-hmm. um, so that was a little awkward, but it worked out. It worked out really
0: well. Yeah. Well, one quick question about the recording. In, in your liner notes, it shows that you recorded this album at the Woodshed Recording Studios. And uh, is, is this your studio?
3: No, that's Richard Gibbs' place. Okay, all right. He's got one of the coolest home studios you've ever seen. The design is phenomenal. It's all sort of modular with these folding doors that can do different configurations for different setups. huh. control room is movable. And uh, cool. all designed this beautiful... Uh, what do you call it craftsman style mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: really really nice
2: is this the studio that we see on
0: the video for Brand New Day yeah, yeah. okay that's what I was going to ask yeah um, and just you know kind of venturing ahead here I know you're out on tour with Ringo Starr right now but uh, do you plan to tour in any way in support of this new record like some some um, maybe gigs I don't and... have
3: a specific plan mm-hmm. but um, yeah we're talking about that
0: very cool I'm
3: not sure how to do it and um, yeah the, the tour uh, Ringo's thing is really a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we were going to ask about that. I bet it is.
3: Yeah, it's great. You know,
0: he's
3: <laughs> such a great guy and very unassuming, very uniconic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's hilarious. He's sarcastic <laughs> as hell. But not in a malicious way. You know. He's just really a lot of fun. I mean, he really, he should be a stand-up comedian. He's so funny. <laughs> so we just always cracking people up. <laughs>
0: we just uh interviewed Gary Wright a couple of weeks ago and I know he's out on tour with you too and right. and one of the questions I asked him I wanted to ask you and and it was actually something that Eddie and I it's the same question we asked Gary and it was uh I Eddie and I saw Colin Hay in concert here recently and uh he was telling about a story about how he used to be in Ringo Starr's All-Star Band <laughs> and he said one of the things he couldn't get over was that you know, he's he's standing on stage playing with uh, a guy that was in one of his, his favorite band. And he kept, he goes, even when he was on stage, he'd kind of peer over and see, you know, Ringo over there on the set. And he goes, I'm playing with Ringo Starr. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he said it happened, you know, every night during the tour. And he couldn't get over that fact. And
3: yeah, I think everybody does that. You have to, you know, like re- remind yourself. Yeah, gosh, he's playing on Curie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, he was playing a really interesting uh, the, uh, a rhythm uh, during, I believe, um... One of the one of the videos that I saw with you performing, one of your, is it Carrier or Broken Wings? It might be Broken Wings, um, but he plays a, a, a nice supportive rhythmic role while Greg Bissonette is playing the regular drumming. And uh, I tell you, it's it, it was it must have been fun playing with those guys.
3: Oh, yeah, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> no no. You know.
3: Ringo. People forget he's he's a super innovative drummer. He has yeah. a distinct style, and. And he's super musical. So he hasn't slowed down a bit. You know, his yeah. instincts are still as good as they were thirty, forty years ago. Yeah. yeah. And he loves to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's he just loves being in a band. Right. And you look up on it, he's smiling and, you know, he's just having a great time up there. Yeah. So he hasn't lost any of his stoke for sure.
2: being in a band. You know, I, I, I saw one of the, the video posts on YouTube, uh, and I think uh, it was uh, Ringo's birthday performance, uh-huh. I think, at Radio City, where, I guess, uh, Paul McCartney comes out. Was that a real surprise, or were you guys really uh... a... <laughs>
3: he was surprised. We knew about it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Man, yeah, that was That was fun. That was cool meeting him. <laughs> and we hung out with him some at the party after. Great guy.
2: Very neat.
0: I was just curious to know, I, you know, you're out on this tour, but how long had it been since you've actually performed live before this tour?
3: Well, I've done a few charity things here and there, uh-huh. so I've some, some things on my own, but mm-hmm. you know, like a proper tour like this. No, it's been since the Mister Days. Yeah, right. right. So it's, you know, it's kind of fun getting back into that.
0: Well, just in wrapping up, going back to your new album, Peculiar Life, it was released, uh, I know, on iTunes on July 5th, and I was just, you know, for the fans out there, where else can fans go to buy the CD or mm-hmm. the downloads? You can yeah.
3: go to my website, richardpagemusic.com, or uh-huh. you can go to Little Doom Recording. Dot com All oh, right, right. D.U.M.E. Okay. That's mm-hmm. my own label. All right. But I mean, just go to my my website. You can find it. You can order the CD. That's richardpagemusic.com.
0: Very good. Right. Well, Richard, thanks so much for joining us again. And and uh, the new album is fantastic. And I, you know, for all of our fans out there, please pick it up because you won't be disappointed.
3: Yeah. And and also let everybody know that the poll album is coming. Yes. I think end of August, along with a couple of the pages albums that'll okay.
2: be out. Keep us posted on that. We'll we'll yeah, be really. really Happy to spread the news on that, okay? Sounds good. Thank all right, you. Richard. Nice thanks a lot. Thanks for having Take, care, take have care. Have a good
0: vacation. Bye-bye. 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 Special thanks to Richard Page for joining us on this episode of Inside Music Cast. Also, very special thanks to Inside Music Cast correspondents Scott Bros, Brian Pearson, Kim Riley, Max Zape, and Uwe Reith. And please visit our website at InsideMusicCast.com, where you can catch up on all of our past interviews, read the Inside Opinion blog, and check out additional bonus content. Inside Music Cast is also on Facebook, where you can become a fan and join in on music conversation with Inside Music Cast fans from around the world. For Eddie Cabello, I'm Rick Such. Thanks for listening to Inside Music Cast.